Happy Monday. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Great deal going on. As you know, new customers throw down $1 on an NFL game. If either team scores, you get $100 in free plays. That simple, that easy. All right. We're going to talk a little bit of Arizona football recruiting here. and But you know what? We're going to keep it real. First and foremost, Jed Fish, tip of the cap to what you did, sir. You have a top 25 class, and it's only going to get better because there's probably another guy out there and probably going to be some transfer guys that uh, will boost this up a little bit. So you, you heard that here first, even though I don't think I'm necessarily breaking anything. So everybody's talking about getting to Tora McMillan, arguably the best wide receiver in the country, but... I want to talk a little bit about where Arizona goes from here because we've broken down a lot of these players and what they go. Now, I am of the belief that if you are at the University of Arizona and these kids are physically ready to play and it's even close with the guys on the roster, you play every single one of these players. And I think there's a historical um, correlation with this. I'm also joined by my good friend John Schuster as well, and that would be the 1991 Arizona team, which led into the Desert Swarm. Now, I was only seven at the time. John Schuster lived this. He was in his 50s. and <laughs> 150, 150, perhaps. Yes. But t- talk a little bit, though, about the, the process, though, <laughs> of 1991, when basically, all right, you guys, you're not redshirting, you're going out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there was... It was one of those teams where there were a lot of injuries and, uh, you know, some decisions were made by the coaching staff by Tomey. And some some folks in retrospect have have looked back and wished that wasn't actually the case because that Arizona team was ultimately four and seven. But a lot of freshmen, a lot of true freshmen were put into the fire and grew up fast as a result and set the stage. Uh, about halfway through that second season in 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't the first part of the season. The right. first part of was the season, the right there was move? some struggle. In your opinion, was it the right move? It, yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't a, it, it was not a bad move. Okay. Uh, some, sometimes right and wrong simplifies right. it a little bit too right. much. It was not a bad move. Right. Uh, what's supposed to happen when you have good recruits and have things working in your favor is that you're supposed to build on that and continued on with continued recruiting classes. Right. And that's something that Arizona didn't do a particularly good job of. Right. Uh, it wasn't the failure in playing some kids as true freshmen uh, and, and maybe getting an extra year out of them and hoping. It was that you didn't do a good job recruiting when you when, when you were hot at the time. Right. Success breeds success, and Arizona wasn't able to continue to build on that. Uh, so I was fine with it. And that, I think, is the telling aspect that Jed Fish is going to deal with in the years ahead. Mm-hmm. It's great to have one recruiting class that is in the top 20 and ranks high in your conference. Now you have two things ahead of you. One, you have to develop them. And then two, you have to come up with another legitimate top 20 You've recruiting class. You've got to continue to build upon that because that's the one thing that everybody's a Dick Tomey fan now. But the one thing that Dick Tomey was not able to do was build upon the success that he had on, during both of his exactly. high water scenes. So mm-hmm. yes, you have that great 91 recruiting class. But you weren't able to follow that up with another one, then another one. Now, you got some good players in there, but it wasn't a class filled with them. That's exactly right. Uh, and, and sometimes you're going to get some ebb and flow 
elements here too, because a lot of folks will tell you, you know, well, really the kids are already, you know, have already decided by about 15 years old. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at the sophomores and trying to build them up. So your recruiting class three years from now really pays the dividends from what you did in 92. Well, that's fine. But at some point, you've got to be able to string consecutive classes together that work in your favor. And Arizona fluctuated a little bit too much in that regard to maintain a consistency that the program ultimately wanted. That's what Jed Fish is facing here. Mm Uh, but out of the gate, in in answer to the specifics of your question, should ever, based on the talent that we saw from Arizona football this last year, what did we see? One player who could play consistently on right. other packed one, one player that stuck out. So if that's the case, and these other kids who try like hell, uh, and and you hope you can find some who get better along the way. If they aren't the future of your program and this recruiting class is, then play the players in this recruiting class. Even if And show them from the get-go understanding that you're going to take some lumps, that there's a big difference between 18 years old and 20, 21 and 22 years old, or in the case of BYU, 31 and 32 years old. Right. Uh, but the point being here that even if you get your butt kicked in the first year, you're going to learn in this process, okay, that's what I need to be. Right. And that's where I need to get. And and what do I have to achieve to get to that point? So it's a good potential learning lesson. The the issue facing the coaches is keep confidence up and understand that this is a the this is a process. And hopefully you'll see potential next year and then dividends start to uh come into play in year three and you start to see a program on solid footing by year four all right but i but but like you and i think you agree with this i'd play them i wouldn't worry about the red shirt thing and i'd let them take their lumps i would let yes absolutely one place though that you're not going to have to take your lumps is the DraftKings sportsbook app great deal going on one dollar down for new customers as we've talked about if either team scores they will you get a hundred dollars in free plays it's really that simple check it out john schuster is on the DraftKings Sportsbook sports yes, he app. Is. did you make any money or did you lose money uh well i was uh, out of the state this last week so i uh, broke even okay all right well there you go that, <laughs> because that, work, that works well when it yes. comes to DraftKings arizona you can only use the app in arizona that is a since very i good was point. not in arizona i broke even that so is a take very, that draft that's a very good point so <laughs> all right on that note I want to talk now. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, eligibility restrictions do apply. Arizona only, 21 and up. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. They'll get you taken care of. DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make it happen. Now, I think we need to be realistic, though, on this, though, and what expectations are. Because I put out a tweet yesterday, and people, uh, about how many wins that you expect Arizona to get next year. And they ranged, to be honest with you. Some people were saying seven. Some people were saying two. I would be closer to two. And here's why you need to, if you're in on Jet Fish now, you should still be in on Jet Fish. And the reason why is very, very simple. Football recruiting is so much different than basketball recruiting. And we talked about it before. You were covering the team closely at the time when uh, the Kevin O'Neill, Russ Pennell era, unfortunately came to an end on the Kevin O'Neill part. Uh-huh, sure. Um, there was most people believe as we can all agree. Yes, most people believe that you were going to get a ta- or that you were going to get John Calipari that he was in the bag and Kentucky comes open. If John Calipari had come to Arizona, they'd be a top five or eight team immediately because he can bring John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Eric Bledsoe. I can go on and on down the list. 
basketball is a much different endeavor than football. Where if I bring in a bunch of great 18-year-olds in football, it's not going to have nearly the same impact that it is in basketball. Now, these guys are going to take a couple years to develop just from the nature of the sport. So I think it's very important that people do realize, though, that this isn't a cure-all. you got to do two things. you got to build upon it, which we just talked about, but you also got to remember that you're still going to be taking your lumps next year. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I think what Wildcat fans probably ought to be looking at first and foremost is potential. Uh, how do these kids look? Do they, does it seem like they look the part? And then follow that up a little bit with, you know, wondering how, <laughs> excuse That's me, this is going to be a problem. Yes. Um, how well, okay, okay. maybe oh. that wasn't as bad as Did I you thought. Hold it in? There could be some others on the way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how, uh, how well does it are, are they improving as the season moves along? Right. How well does it look like they're being developed? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can argue, and if you can convince players that this is the case, because th- this is the tough part with high school football players, these guys are the best usually on their high school. Right. So they don't know what taking lumps is. Right. They don't know what adversity is. It's come... You know, it's not that they haven't worked hard. Of course, they've worked hard, but it's still relatively easy. Right. You know, uh, winning is easy. Being successful is relatively easy at that level. You come to a program, you take a chance, you're on a one-win football team Mm -hmm. that has no modern history whatsoever other than frustration. And you're playing in front of 15,000 fans and, you know, all the rest of it that we've talked about a bunch of times. If you make a commitment to this school, you under you have to understand that yeah, you're on the ground. You believe you're on the ground floor of good things, mm-hmm. but that foundation is gonna be tough to set as well. So the, it's up to Fish and the coaching staff to keep confidence up when they get their ass kicked. Right. Uh, and 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 that's going to happen probably next year more often than not. And I think it's important for Arizona fans to be realistic about this too. Again, like I, you know, we I encourage everybody on the uh, you know, uh, PHNX uh, following Twitter and everything, following us right here on the web, you know, to be optimistic about what you're uh, about what's happened because there's there should be great optimism. You very rarely see a team or a program coming off a one-win season that brings in arguably the top wide receiver in the country, brings in guys across the board that can all play. Um, I think we talked about it before. You've got about eight or nine kids in this class that maybe couldn't go anywhere they wanted, but they had a lot of top 25, top 10, top 15 capabilities to them. And that's a lot more than this roster has had for quite some time. Yes, exactly. And we talked about it before about how always look forward to the uh, Rich Rod recruiting class because when you ever you would ask him and say, uh, Coach, um, uh, you've got 25 guys here that don't have other Power 5 offers. Obviously, I'm kidding a little bit. And he would say, don't worry about it. They're our kind of guys. They're OKGs. And then... When a kid would get like a Washington offer and they would beat him, beat it out, he would say, "I don't know if you know, but we had to go against the big, big boys for this." This is a different class entirely than anything we've seen in recent years. USC, uh, uh, Tatora McMillan can go anywhere he wants. Kean Burnett could have gone anywhere he wanted. There's a bunch of different guys. Sterling Lane, who we're going to have on the pod tomorrow, is can go anywhere he wants. So you've got a lot of guys in that. It'll just be fascinating to see how they go ahead and play them, though, because if I'm Jed Fish, I've got nothing to lose. I would just tamp down the expectations, and I think this is where Fish did himself a little bit of a disservice last year. I get branding. I get the kids like all of that stuff, but the, it's personal stuff and, you know, the, the desert rising that's different this year. Well, 
when you go one and eleven and lose to NAU, how personal really is it? Sure. So I think you need to be careful about that one. Not and selling. you were a non-factor in the second half in the personal game, quote unquote, against ASU. Right. So I think you need to be per- uh, personal about that. I think you need to be careful about that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you've obviously been able to sell an image, and that's something certainly that you need to keep pushing. I think the real pressure here is on the administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- they, it is imperative, I think, that they have to be patient. Mm-hmm. And they have because they're going to take a lot of heat, right? You know, they and and I believe it's the Iowa State coach who started out three and twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so obviously right. a disastrous record, but the school stuck with him, mm-hmm. and now you've got a guy at a program with zero history, right. Who's made Iowa State a competitive football team? Right. You're hoping for similar results at Arizona, but to do that, you're looking at a scenario where your head coach could legitimately be what is he one and 11 now mm-hmm. right he could legitimately be, he could be four two. and you know, four and do the math right. four and 19 coming out of his uh, second season and then you're looking at a guy wow this guy's four and 19 he can't coach at this level well no he doesn't have any talent right. he's got he's got young talent right now that needs to develop so the administration in the in the moment nature mm-hmm. of what college athletics is and, and you see a lot of administrations doing this, and I think they just do their fan base and do themselves a disservice. Arizona at this stage has committed to this move. Right. Stick with it. Mm-hmm. If he can put together a top 25 class, now he needs to put together a second one. He needs right. to put together a you third one. He needs to keep that. building on that. This can't and be if he can build and getting, develop... This can't be something where you're just getting rid of a then guy. Then Arizona can be competitive. Yes, exactly. And, but they're not going to be competitive next year. Right. You know, we will be pleasantly surprised. Or do do we hope they're better? Of course we hope they're better. They can't be much worse. Right. Okay, they're going to have better talent, even if that talent's 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is that is that talent going to get them a couple more wins? I don't know, maybe. Right. You know, there's a lot of fluctuation going on in the conference. Yeah, give them an opportunity to steal a couple wins. Hopefully they've got a, it feels like they've got a little bit more depth and they don't get worn down by the middle of the third quarter. All mm-hmm. of those things. But you're looking at things that are very incremental before you take the big jump. I don't think Arizona is anywhere near big jump territory right now. That's between either year two and year three or year three and year four or somewhere within those seasons where we see something like that happen. Arizona's probably going to lose a lot of football right. games next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't mean Fish, that they're not headed in the right direction. That doesn't mean direction, they're headed though. in the wrong direction. Not only are they headed in, hopefully, a good direction, but a positive direction that can put this program, a program that's got a lot of tough times ahead of it, mm-hmm. on solid footing that makes them competitive uh, for mm-hmm. a number of years to come. But they're going to take their lumps to get there. What's different about this, though, is that I think you have a, a, a program. Now you can now he can sell something tangible. It's not just hope. I've got a recruiting class that's here on paper right now. I'm not, you know, recruiting. I'm recruiting really high-level guys, but I'm trying to get the best players that I can, and so far it's worked. Now, I think that you do want to see improvement on the field, but to me it just needs to be incremental. In that last year you gave Jed Fish an F in that you said they looked undisciplined, and uh, a lot of what you said was correct. Well, how about that for a backhanded remark? A lot of what you said was correct. A lot of what you said was okay. But but (laughs) I give enough to the rest of it. (laughs) Right. But your point does does stand, though. 
that to me is the first thing you got to clean up this next year. You can't, you're not talented enough to be able to make up for this stuff to begin with. So you have to be able to. Yeah, you can't be the second most penalized team in the conference. You can't be the second most penalized team in the conference. When you have no talent. Yes, and when you have no talent. That is really the problem. And so that'll be something to see. It'll be fascinating to see what they do in that regard because that should be a priority. I mean, that should be control the things that you can control and then you kind of go from there. So that's where I'm curious to see exactly where they go. We got Sterling Lane coming on tomorrow. He is a uh, four-star linebacker out of Oaks Christian. As always, DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. You throw down $1 on NFL game, you get $100 in free plays. It's that cool. It's that simple. It's that awesome. And you can take that $100 then, and you can turn it into a lot of different stuff. It worked for me, and I and I'm a dummy. It can certainly work for anybody out there. Again, we got Sterling Lane coming on uh, tomorrow. PHNX is the place to be for all the recruiting. AZ Wildcats podcast, we got you for everything. We'll be getting you ready for the U of A basketball game against Tennessee. But like I said, big time recruit coming on tomorrow. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.